The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Bigger Adventure this evening with me, Valerie Wheeler. I'll be with you until 7pm tonight. And what a show I've got lined up for you. Tomorrow, the Senior A hurling final between Charleville and Father O'Neill's is happening. And I have previewed the game with Charleville's Dara Fitzgibbon, Mervyn Gammon. And you will also hear from Brian Sweeney from Father O'Neill's. Big preview of the Senior Hurling Championship final as the Glen Rovers take on Black Rock for the title. Glen boss Richie Keller, Rockies manager Fergal Ryan. Semi-finals also are down for decision tomorrow for the football championship. Hallo and Nemo Rangers. Cove Ramblers are in action tonight. Rory caught up with them and also we'll be checking in Rory as he's live from Turner's Cross for Cork City's game. All that and more on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Welcome along, a big show for the next hour I've got lined up for you. If you would like to get in touch with the show tonight, you can do so on 086-8104-106 and you can tweet us at the Big Red Bench on Twitter. There has been a busy day of sporting action around the country and county. So first, let's get up to speed with some of the results and news around the country. We'll start with Gaelic Games this evening. In the Premier Intermediate Football Championship semi-finals, Can Turk got their place in the final today as they beat Kilnamarcha 12 points to 11. Just one point earlier on today. So congrats to Kentuck there in reaching the final. While in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final, Castle Lions battle it out with Blarney later on. That's going to be a great game. And that one's in Parky Creeve later and gets underway from 7 o'clock in less than an hour. Elsewhere in the Munster Ladies Football Club Championship Intermediate Quarterfinals, Clonakilty have come out on top against Benoke St. Sinans. The full-time score there was Clonakilty 3-6 and, of course, St. Sinans 1-7. Now, across the pond in football, Chelsea have returned to winning ways and in, in great style. Frank Lampard's side have hammered, hammered, no, I mean they've hammered him Crystal Palace 4-0 in the Premier League's early kickoff today. And Everton's perfect start to the new Premier League season continues as they welcome Brighton and it finished 4-2. Leeds United host Pep Guardiola's Manchester City and that was underway since 5.30 and there was no score the last time I checked but there is Man City. It is 1-0 there with 32 minutes on the clock. Um, while the late game tonight is Newcastle taking on Burnley who are yet to register a point and that game is at 8pm. Now closer to home, Cork City are in action in the SSER Tristy Premier Division tonight and the Rebel Army I mean, they really need to pick up all three points when they take on St. Pat's at Turner's Croft. Kick-off was at 5pm. At the break, it was 2-1. Um, Cork City had a disastrous start. We'll be bringing you live updates shortly as Rory O'Hagan is down there keeping us keeping an eye on that one for us. And they're also updating us on Twitter at the Big Red Bench. It's great. There was a lovely picture of some fans in the stadium. It's great to see. But I can tell you it's been a very rough start for City and it does not look good for their chance of not being relegated. Rory will have more on that in just a little bit. Let's get through the rest of the news and we'll catch up with him then. Later on tonight, though, Shelburne play Bowes from 7.30. Meanwhile, in the first division, Cove Ramblers go head-to-head with Cabin TD and St. Coleman's Park from 7. We will preview that later on. Longford Town take on Galway United at 7.30. And in the women's FAI Cup quarterfinals, Cork City had an amazing win earlier on today against the Bowes. It finished 3-1 and Cork City are into the final, so massive congrats 
to them today. Saoirse Noonan also seemed to her being named this month's a player of the month. So congrats to Saoirse. Fair play to you. Over to rugby. Munster have beaten Scarlets 30 points to 27 in their opening Pro 14 game of the season in Wales. Jack O'Donoghue, Chris Farrell, Kevin O'Byrne went over the line for Joanne van Grand's side. Elsewhere, Connick and Glasgow's cast sport rounds gets underway. And I'll have an update for that for you in just a little bit. Right, now we did speak of Cork City and at the moment we did mention there was a disastrous start for them but they are up against St. Pat's the game started at 5 Rory is live from Turner's Cross keeping an eye on that one for us and the action and it just just looks like it is going to be a disaster have we Rory there Rory are you there? I am indeed Valerie um, that was a dreadful first half from Cork City absolutely dreadful it has to be said um, second best to everything Pats were dominant um, they got two goals they could have been four five nil up and then just in the stroke of half time there's um, a bit of hope Gowan Morrissey finds the net from about 20 yards goes through about four or five Pats players and all of a sudden it's only 2-1 um, so stranger things have happened in football but going to need a major change in both performance and attitude from this Cork City team in the second half because they were found wanting in the first half second to every ball there seemed to be no determination no desire it looked like they were beaten heads were down at 2-0 um, nothing was going for them and as I said Pats should have had maybe 4 or 5 goals in that first half they hit the post they had a couple of chances close by that they should have turned in um, so the scoreline certainly flattering Cork City at the break but this is such a massive game Valerie um, it's such a like they have to win to, to be in any chance of avoiding relegation and if they don't it's going to be grim um, so a huge 45 minutes ahead St. Pats have just come out onto the pitch Cork's in the in the next couple of minutes but fingers crossed but I wouldn't be entirely hopeful based okay. on what I saw in the first half well I've seen a lot of unfortunately angry tweets from fans online about Cork City Rory they're not they're not impressed either no, not at all. Um, there was a couple of bright sparks in the first half. The only one that, well, I suppose the main bright spark was Ricardo Nanga, the young Cartman coming on as a substitute and immediately making an impact. And he looks very exciting when he gets on the boys playing wide on the left. So holding the ball to Nanga a bit more often in the second half. Um, but things need to change massively in the second half. And you would hope that uh, Neil Fenn has... Uh, tipped over a few tables kicked a few bins gone anything to get the passion across as Cork City just come back out to us here uh, in this uh, second half and great to see the Cork City fans here as well Valerie today I was just uh, about to say it a bit of noise in the stadium it's great to hear yeah it's fantastic impeccably socially distanced as well um, the club's done a great job in marking off all the seats and there's been no issues here today and uh, great to see supporters in the um, family enclosure as well very poignant uh, today as uh, a moment of silence was held for, for John Kennedy and Chris Hurley as well and for uh, Michael Hayes but um, some of John's family up in the family enclosure and it was very poignant to hear chanting coming from that today uh, flags at half mast as well today so I know um, um, it, it was a very um, bittersweet moment I suppose but look it's a massive 45 minutes ahead here and uh, fingers crossed that he can start like a train get a second goal and then maybe go search for a winner when's we sing great Rory I'll be back to you shortly to check in with you but currently at the break it is 2-1 um, such a nice touch with them as well to remember John Kennedy and of course it's just you know I think Cork City really need to do something in the second half but now let's turn our attention to the GA because tomorrow is a big day for hurling fans in Cork Parky Cueve will be brought to life with some fans as a Senior A hurling championship final tickets sold out in seconds during the week I've seen people online going mad that they didn't get a ticket but it's great to see that fans are allowed in 
it's with no great surprise that these two sides made the final, to be honest. Um, both an hour away from becoming Premier Senior Hurling Club next season. Um, both sides unbeaten also and you know great hurlers and it's all the signs of being an absolute cracking game it's Father O'Neill's in Charleville 12.30 it's a very early start they want to be in bed early tonight but during the week I caught up with both sides ahead of the final and first up is Brian Sweeney who's joint manager of Father O'Neill's Brian a week to prepare for a county final it is a quick turnaround uh, it, it is a quick turnaround but I mean it's I think it's something that that doesn't we won't let it bother us. Um, it's it's great to be in a county final. So whether we have a week to turn around or two weeks or four weeks, I think we have to focus on on the game and the day that's ahead of us. Um, we've built up a lot of resilience and experience over the years in preparing for. I'm very fortunate that we've been able to prepare for county finals in the space of a week, two weeks, and and even when we contested the under twenty one. Uh, we only had a, a matter of days to prepare for that one, so we, we I think we have the experience. We're we're really happy to be in a final, and uh, regardless of the amount of time we have to prepare, we need to prepare for it. Okay, the last day against Newcastle. Would it be fair to say that you had a bit of a slow start? No, it's it, it's a very fair point. We did have a, a slow slow start, but that's not to take away from the start that Newcastle had either. They, they we fully expect them to come out of the out of the blocks and attack us. They had the benefit of playing an extra championship game and they were also involved in football. Um, I think you saw similar situations in the Charleville game and also also the Glen. Uh, you know, the teams that topped the groups and had the additional weeks weeks off um, had seemed to have the slower starts in the games that they contested. The water break came and it was like a new lease of life into the squad, a three-goal blitz. It was something that completely turned the game. Yeah, and that's, that's why if you, you talked about a, a slow start, whereas we, there was no sense of a panic about a, about a slow start to the fairness to our lads. We, um, once we get our patterns of play together, um, we, we, we were able to attack teams and, and get our scores. And, um, yeah, that, that's what happened on, on Sunday. Um, obviously, we, we would like to be in that position from the start of the game and not, and not rely on, you know, to get 10 minutes in, but it's always good to be able to, um, to, to get the scores whenever they do come along. Yeah, Brian, it is a young team and it's probably fair to say that, like, the open space of Park Equi will extremely suit you. You know, it, it, I think it will. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good, it's a good big, big field and, and, and it will, it will see with us in the same respect. I would imagine Charleville are happy to be playing there as well. They'd have a similar age, age, age dynamic as, as ourselves. Um, but uh, any, any field you play in or the opportunity to play in the county final, I think fellas will really take, take, take it on. Um, the fact that it isn't part of Cueven, the fact that it is the dimensions and the width of it will, um, add something extra to the, to the game. Is it fair to say that being up the senior ranks and playing teams this year has probably shown more of your quality, which you'd like to see? Yeah, but I think if you take look back at this, we, this has been an you know incremental stage to get to this to, the, to this part of it, and at every stage along the way, we've we've been playing teams that are that are above us and be, and, and better us, and we've been able to uh, rise to the challenge and uh, prove that we're every bit as good. Uh, as teams this great and if, and if you know and and if not be, if not better um i think we're at a stage where where we want to 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 prove ourselves and get to the to the next stage um our players are very focused on that 
um, they want to challenge themselves against the best teams that they can possibly have and to see where we fare out against them. Going against Charleville the next day, I mean, both of you have youth on your side, but what are you expecting from them? Uh, expected a very, a very tough, a very tough battle, um, I, I, a fast-paced game. But they're of uh, a team like ourselves who have plenty of quality and and, and plenty of ex- experience. Um, you know, really looking forward to, to playing them. We've had some really good battles over the last last number of years, be it in in league or championship and, and under twenty one. Um, and they're a team very similar to ourselves in their trajectory. I mean, they've they've come through the junior ranks, through the intermediate and premier intermediate. Um, I don't think it's any surprise that the two of us are contesting this t- in contesting this final. We we're, we're the the last two previous winners of the premier intermediate. Um, so we we expect them to to bring their quality as we're expecting our, ourselves to bring our own sense of quality to the game as well. Great. Any major injury concerns ahead of the game, Brian? No major. I think, think no major new surprise. The injury concerns are our, our lads are in, in good shape. It's a good credit to our strength and condition and our and our and our, and our physio. Uh, they have fellas in great shape and ready to go. Brilliant, Brian. Well, I wish you the very best luck the weekend. Cheers. Thanks very much. Brian Sweeney of Father O'Neill's joint manager chatting to myself during the week. They're facing Charleville tomorrow. Next up, we're going to chat to Mervyn Gamble of Charleville. Let's take a listen. Mervyn, this weekend back into a county final and that probably was the goal at the start of the year for you. Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose every team kind of starts off seeing how far they can progress and kind of the leads. Never mind from last year as well, well we, um, they were a bit disappointed I suppose in the fact that we kind of acquitted ourselves well enough in senior premier, but the grades were changed and there was disappointment. So they kind of decided that uh, they'd have another go off at this year. And the aim was obviously to get back to the county final. And thankfully, you now come Sunday, we've uh, changed to see can we go back to premier. Yeah, and as you head into the semi final, I mean, you'd a hundred percent record in the group stages, and you probably had the tags of favourites, but it didn't seem to bother you the last day. No, uh, I suppose well. Because we've probably played in, 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 in the senior championship last year, the senior premier, uh, we were probably burdened with favourite tags from the from the start of the year. But um, the boys of corporate really well, and we knew going into the semi final against Kentucky, they also topped their group and they were unbeaten. So it was going to be a very close on thing, and uh, Kentucky kind of had the upper hand in us over the last number of years. But I suppose the boys dealt with it reasonably well, and, 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 and like the semi final at the back of it all is just for winning. I know it's a cliche, but. That's, we just had to win that day and move on and, and, and thankfully we did. Yeah, no, you did play well the last day but I think Cantorc having lost that extra man, you know, you probably were with an extra man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. Cantorc had a very good start and, and um, we gradually walked away back into the sending off had a bearing on the game, obviously, of course, but sometimes it, it can be a bit more um, awkward uh, to play against 14 in Hurland and Cantorc. Have a kind of a short passing side as well, and sometimes that suits um, to be playing with fourteen. But look, uh, I suppose it, 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 it was a case of um, they had to mention that, and we had to deal with it. We might not cope terribly well for the first couple of minutes, but once we settled down and, and, and decided to, to to play our way out of it, things came right for us. And, and, and look, we got over the line, as I said, and that that was the main focus. Ken talk and ourselves. Is, there haven't been much between us in the last mm. couple of years and, and they would have fancied their chances as well so 
we were just delighted to get out beyond that and, and look forward to Sunday now. How is Dara after the clash? Is he all right? Well, it was, it was few things happened in Holland and Larkin uh, kind of knew sort of as he was under a bit of pressure, but it, it, look, he, he's okay and, and, and we'll move on and, and, and pack what happened last week and, and face this week now. Yeah, any other injury concerns going into this game, Irvin? No, uh, we've had a lot of injury concerns over the last number of weeks. We we were decimated there for a while with Jack Buckley and, and Kyle O'Carroll and a couple of more lads. Connor Buckley, we we had a lot of injuries and, and serious injuries. We didn't seem to get anybody back. We were losing another player. Normally you'd lose one fella and one fella come back, but we had a lot of serious injury concerns for, for a good number of weeks. But thankfully we, we're, we're kind of all systems go for Sunday and everybody's available and... and, and fit for selection and that's where you know sometimes you can get the headache everyone is fit for selection and you brought on three subs the last days I think they got seven points between the lot of them and that gives you a headache yeah well look I suppose the way Holland has gone in the last number of years I mean you certainly need fellas to be able to come in off the bench now and change things up and, and, and make an impact because Every other team seems to be doing it, and, and then it's gone to a twenty-man game now. The speed, the speed, and, and the, the the level of physicality uh, is improving all the time. And, and you just need for this to make a difference. And thankfully, last week um, the changes worked in our favour. As you said, uh, the lads got a couple of great scores when they came in, and that's an awful bonus too because you know that you have something to change it up. Uh, James O'Brien done very well when he came on, and, and Tim. Uh, uh, got a couple of exceptional points as well. So everybody makes everybody made a contribution. But as you said, well, that they creates a headache of its own. Sorry, but it's it's it, it, it's um it's it's a good problem to have now. Everybody's fit and raring to go, and they're all available for selection. So we just have to put our heads together now and see what comes out of it for Sunday and, and move on from there. Yeah, a week turnaround isn't really great either. The bodies could be sore after last week. Do you do light sessions this week? What's what's the plan yeah. in the week of a county final like yeah, that after I, such a tough weekend? Uh, I, I suppose at this stage, well, we are, all the hard work has been done, even though with the way the year has went, there's been breaks and twists and turns and everything. But at this stage, it's like with, with the turnaround in, in, in six, seven days, and Father needs are the same. Uh, I mean, you can't really do a whole part this week. It's only just about keeping the lights fresh and getting them recovered from last week to this week and, and just keeping things nice and relaxed. And you can't really do any heavy work this week. But the boys are prepared and they had, they had the work done. So, I mean, as you said, it's just a case of keeping them the mind right and then getting the bodies recovered after after last week which was a fairly ferocious spell of battle for most part of it against Kentucky so look uh, they've looked after themselves this weekend and they're all fitting around to go as I said for this weekend so it's, it's just uh, it's just another uh, part of it all and everybody's looking forward to it now Yeah you are facing Father O'Neill's weekend what are you expecting from them? Well again I suppose at the start of this year everybody would have said that like the three, three uh, teams look old for would have probably been Father Neils can talk on ourselves so Sunday brings a test against Father Neils and we know them fairly well over the last couple of years we've, they've been on the same kind of uh, path as us we, we won the Premier and then went on to the final and lost that unfortunately but Father Neils were very unlucky then uh, started this year just to lose their all final but they had won the, the, the county before that so they've been unbeaten in their group games too and they were impressive in their semi-final so again, I mean, you wouldn't imagine there would be a whole party in the said Two teams seem to be progressing along kind of the same lines. And uh, we're expecting a very hard battle again from Father Niels. Well, 
To be honest, Marvin, I think over the last few years, I think there's been a great buzz around Charleville over hurling. I mean, what changed and what happened, do you think? Because there wasn't ever this much of a buzz around it. No, I mean, I suppose for the last seven or eight years, definitely things have kind of progressed and changed. As you said, Valeria, we had spent a good number of years kind of in the doldrums and, 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 and not really being successful even down at junior level. And finally, it was in 2011, 2012, we kind of won the county and then moved on. We've had a, a good uh, influx of young talent too, which makes an awful difference yeah. every year. And that has driven it on. And then, to be honest, there's a bunch of lads that are there now. They're very committed and, and, and professional in their approach to the game too, to be fair to them. They, they train well and they prepare well and they're getting their rewards. Now, this is this will probably be some of the lads for county final in probably about eight years, nine years. And even a lot of the younger lads have played in two or three at this stage. So, I mean, things are um, looking up for the club and that brings a buzz and a bit of momentum. And once you're on that roll, sometimes uh, like it, it just kind of keeps going, the momentum on its own kind of keeps going and keeps going and the lads look forward to it. As I said, it's, there's a good buzz around town now again being back in another county final this year. Yeah, it's great to see you. And Marvin, I wish you the very best. Look for Sunday, all right? Thank you very much, Valerie. We'll talk to you then. Marvin Gamal of Charleville ahead of tomorrow's game in Park Earring and I passed through Charleville on my way to the Big Red Bench this evening and there's so many flags and bunting and it's great to see clubs around the country supporting their teams when they get so far. But on Thursday I was down at Cavanaugh's of Charleville also to preview the game with Cork All-Star and brand ambassador for Cavanaugh's, Dara Fitzgibbon and I asked Dara about what was their goal at the start of this year. It was our goal after getting ready at last year we had a glimpse of what Premier Senior Ireland was so um, we made as a group last winter, last January and um, our goal was to get back to a county final and hopefully win it so we're there and we're only 60 minutes away. Last week in the semi-final you had probably 100% record heading into the semi-final and you came out on top which is great. Yeah, we were just talking game by game and um, had three different tests and bandage from my Mallow, they were all um, have been big tests for us the last couple of years um, and we managed to get on top of that and then I suppose our biggest test of the year so far was Cantor uh, last weekend. We hadn't beaten them in championship in a long time um, and we just got over and round and the end was a really tough battle. It was a thrilling day and I know you were delighted to beat them today, but you could say there's a bit of local rivalry between them as well. I know you were um, playing on the county panel with those, those, those players also. Yeah, it was a huge rivalry between us, I think. Um, they got to Cole Park in 2018, uh, we got to Cole Park in 2019, uh, they won it, we didn't manage to, uh, to win it on the day. But, uh, we've had real success between the two clubs in the last couple of years, and we've had great battles, and um, we just got over the line with them last weekend. Yeah, you were so friendly, you even got a bang off someone sent on Harry after that. Yeah, I Great. Look, it was a good day out and I know it's probably hard for managers and players at the moment to pick a start in 15 and I think the last day a lot of players and subs put their hands up as well. Do you know? So I think the likes of the selectors will have a nightmare picking because those subs came on. I think they got seven points between the three of them. Yeah, the boys that came on were immense for us the last day. Um, I suppose we've got, we've got a good few players back in the last um, 12 months. We've got James O'Reilly and Jack Barry back for them. Um, Jack Barry's been hurling seriously well in these new group stages. Um, and then James O'Reilly came on the last day. And Tim Hall and Mark Kevin and Leon made Carlo Harrell made a huge difference when they came on. And that's what you need really, I suppose, to, um, to try and win a county. You need more of your five subs coming on along with your 15 to start. And it's going to be really hard to, to pick the team um, for Sunday. But whoever gets to start in 15 years and whoever comes on, we're ready. We, we love 
love seeing the games being played and I know it hasn't been easy to try and get it played during the pandemic but having a weak turnaround to prepare to go into final isn't a lot when you're trying to give your body a bit of a rest yeah like I said it was a huge battle last weekend but um, we got a recovery done uh, we met again yeah, uh, last Sunday and we got a recovery straight away and we trained and choose the so we're ready to go again we know it's going to be a huge battle against Ford and again we've had great battles in the over the last couple of years um, and there's been nothing between us so we're ready for a challenge we know it's coming Is training like to make the county final or like the work surely is done by now? Yeah, the work is done is just getting a few things right getting the, the tactics right against Ford and just getting ourselves right mentally and physically um, as you say it's a seven day tournament is, is very short so we must just be sure we're ready Similar journeys over the last couple of years. Um, they've got really, really good players like Dickie Dodds and like Billy Dunn, like Mark O'Keefe. So um, look, uh, we have to worry about ourselves first and foremost to make sure we're ready for the challenge ahead um, and worry about them uh, when it comes to Sunday. Charlie Lavelle's Dara Fitzgibbon uh, chatting to me at the launch of. Uh, Cabinet's preview evening during the week. That was Father Neils and Charlwell. It's 12.30 tomorrow, battling it out for that title. Only one hour away from one of them being promoted. Um, I'm really looking forward to that game tomorrow. So reaction will will be on the Big Red Bench tomorrow night. And if you can't make the game, and if you didn't get a ticket, if you weren't one of the lucky ones, I will be doing live updates on Twitter. Now, then, the big one. It's happening tomorrow at 4pm in Parky Cueve. It's Glen Rovers and Blackrock in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship County Final. Glen Rovers were a slow to kickstart last week after having a four-week break and Blackrock has to be wrecked after their thriller against UCC last weekend. During the week, I cut up a boat camps ahead of this final. Really looking forward to this one. First up is Glen Rovers boss. He's there since 2014. And under his watch, there has been six final appearances. Here is Glen Rovers boss, Richie Kelleher. Richie, it's fair to say that you got there in the end last weekend. Yeah, definitely, Valerie. Um, look, we we, we second not letting them on Zorn because we we have a bit of a history. Uh, we played them in the last few years in the championship, and we beat them in the county final in 2016. So we know it was coming. That uh, we were looking to get over them today in the county final, and they had played a serious game against Sarah in the quarter final. So they had momentum, they had confidence. We were probably far bit cold, not having played a quarter final. So look, we were delighted to get out of it. Um, it, it woke us up, and we need to be woken up because it, not playing competitive matches leaves you cold. And we were thrilled with it. Uh, I would feel a bit sorry for Aaron Zorn, and that's with respect to him because they had injuries on, on the night. And if they had a full deck, I might be talking to you today to be Aaron Zorn. You'd be talking to because I, I just felt they, had, they didn't have the luck with the injuries. And uh, look, we're thrilled with the win, and uh, we're delighted to be back in the county final. Now, you did mention it a minute ago. Like it probably was a month between competitive games the last day, and did you think that had an effect on you? Yeah, it definitely it does because you just lose that edge when, when you're when you're getting through the latter stages of a championship. You need to have that killer instinct, and you you need to be at the top of your game because if you're not, you're going to meet the team that are, and they're going to knock you out. So we we, we just felt going in that we, we, it was a concern, but look, we couldn't control it. All we could do was focus on ourselves. Training was going well. We had played a challenge match against Kerry. That was very good for us. We got something out of it. But like I said, it's not championship. It's, it's not it's not the killer thing that you're looking for. And uh, only championship matches will give it that. And the we didn't have a quarterfinal, but look, that's the look. That was, we, we, we got through to the top spot. We knew we, if we got that, we'd be straight in the semi-final. But look, our experience came out. We knew we might be able to handle it, and it, it showed that way. Our experience of playing big matches down through the years stood to us. And uh, to get over that game Saturday night against Aaron Zone, we were thrilled with it. Yeah, I mean, big players putting their hands up the night. Mahogi uh, getting 14 points in, but also some important scores registered by the likes of David Noonan and Cronin and Simon Kenefick as well. 
Yeah, you look, and that's what it takes. Like, you, you, you need your big, your big players performing. Mm. And, but but and other days, county final days, quarterfinals, semi-finals, it's, it's the lesser-known players can, can pop up and get their one-two or one-three or, or four to five points in play. But that's what you need because everybody knows who our top players are, and teams will go out and try and restrict them. And that might free up a bit of time and space for the lesser-known players for them to have a good day. So look, we don't. I don't really care who scores. You want your, yeah. you want your, all your forwards scoring because if all your forwards are scoring, it makes my job very very easy. But it, it, honestly, I don't care who scores. Once we <laughs> once we win matches, that's what we're, what's over there for Valerie. The game the weekend. I think I think it'll have a real traditional feel to it. Both teams that have reached it, Richie. Yeah, it will, and it, it's like obviously it's a lot of times when we both played in the county final. But like Aaron Zorn kind of remind me of ourselves that they, they, were, they were down and they're on a roll. They they beat the county final three years ago. They want to win the county as much as anybody, and, and rightly so because they're a huge club. But like if it was anybody else come next Sunday, I, I would I would like to see Blackrock win it. But unfortunately, it's ourselves. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it'll be in a year or two down the road for Blackrock. But look, they deserve a county. A lot of clubs who, who have burst in their arse to get up to that level. It's, it's so hard to get over the line, and we know we been knocked back a few times and it took us a long time to get over the line but look nowhere to the other end of it we're trying to stop a team to get over the line they're going to bring ferocious uh, tackling I think it's going to be a really tough game uh, to try and stop what Blackrock wants to do it could, could be very hard for us but we know we have been through that we know what we're facing and we, we need to be ready for it I'm sure you watched back their thriller last weekend I, I, I saw a bit of it I, I, I walked ship work so I was walking for the last couple of nights uh, I'm off not in a few days I don't want to sit down and go through all that but uh, look I know I'm going to matches I go to a lot of matches so I know what to have but again like I said earlier it's like the less known players they're the fellas that can pop up on the day so I'll have to have some, some bit of a plan a bit of a focus on that but look it was a great game by all accounts I will watch it uh, what I get from it might be a whole pile because I know watching it live if you're actually there mm-hmm. in the stadium you'll see a lot more because you'll see switches you'll see things but when you're reading from the paper or watching television you do miss a lot of things so I could miss it something big from watching on television it's not it's not even like watching it live because when you watch things live I see a lot more It's your seventh season as manager now and you're still getting the team you know to probably the top spot in the county and it's a successful stint to date and two titles you're obviously hoping to make it three the weekend Richie Yeah we, we are but look um, we just came in and we're 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 bogged in men. We're mad for the club. We're, I'm involved with on the 15 team. I, I was involved with the failed team last year to watch the fail final. We, we was a team that was kind of going nowhere. Uh, had been kind of let down by the club to be honest with you. And, and we, we we got in behind them. Myself and the coach in line. We have two sons on the team, and we got in with them. So we went in for the club, you know, and uh, to take over the senior team and get involved with us. Look, we're there because the team put in the effort. The players are mad for road. If the players tore the hat of this, why would we want to be involved with that? And the players know that as long as they keep working and putting in the effort we want to be with them but if they're, if they're slacking off any of it we don't want to be there and they know that so look I put pressure on the players to perform but look if they're performing we want to be part of it and it, it, look, we're all we're all friends I know a lot of them when they were minors and 21 so look it's great to be involved with them but seven years it's the blink of an eye I took the job for a year and seven years down the road I'm still there like seven years is a long long time to be managing one team you think players might go stale I could go stale but we seem to be gelling well together and look we're hoping for another push on Sunday that we can keep that thing going and if we got over the line we'd be thrilled Before I let you go Richie a clean bill of health heading into the final game yeah, it looks that way. We have a couple of niggles from Darren's own game. Um, Patrick and uh, Dave Noonan and, and Simon Kendrick would have little niggles. Okay. But look, I expect to have a full deck uh, come, come Sunday's, Sunday's match. Um, okay, I, we, we trained last night. The lads had a light session. But most of them, we didn't do a whole point of answer because the match coming with the turnaround of a week, you need to be ready for it. So we give the lads, uh, uh, we're giving the lads a light couple of days, get them analyzed, get, a, get the, the doctors and stuff to look at them in. But I, I feel and I think we'll have a full deck come Sunday. Brilliant, Richie. We're really looking forward to it and I'll meet you there Sunday. The very very best luck to you.
That's great. Thanks, thanks very much. Clint Rovers boss uh, Richie Keller chatting to me during the week a real down to earth passionate guy and uh, deadly honest um, coming up after the break we'll be chatting to Fergal Ryan of Blackrock but first after the break we're to catch up with Rory he is in Turner's Cross last time I checked it was St. Pat's to Cork City 1 and let's see have they done anything special or spectacular in the second half stay with us it's after these the show grab the big red bench podcast at redfm.ie the big Big Red Bench with me, Valerie Wheeler, tonight until 7 o'clock. We will be previewing that senior final here from Fergal Ryan of Black Rock just in a few minutes' time. But Cork City are in action at Turner's Cross tonight in the SSE Electricity Premier Division. Rory, what is the latest? Yeah, thanks very much to the award-winning Valerie Wheeler. It's a pleasure <laughs> being on the show with such a, a celebrity superstar. Because we have to mention this, Valerie. Congratulations on your award last night. You must be over the moon. Thank you. I'm so delighted. I still, it still hasn't sunk in. Maybe when I get that gold award in my hand delivered during the week, I'll, I'll get to sink in then. <laughs> Fully deserved. And I was absolutely over the moon when Thank it was announced you. last night. Thank Fantastic you. stuff indeed. Uh, looking onto the pitch here, it's a little bit better. Still, um, Cork City won St. Pat's 2. City have been a little bit better in the second half but still haven't really put much pressure on Brendan Clark's goal um, in the second half St. Pat's are comfortable they haven't had to get out of second gear in the second half uh, as you just, they went close there just a, a shot pass a flashing past Mark McNulty's post but still Cork City won St. Pat's to 60 or 71 minutes on the clock so time running out for City to get something from this game and they have to get something from this game as things stand they're rooted to the bottom of the table a point behind Finn Harps with an inferior goal difference as well and four points behind 8th place Shelburne so victory uh, of supreme importance here but to be perfectly honest about it um, even a draw looks beyond Cork City at the moment but we saw with Gareth Morrissey's goal in the stroke of um, half time that anything can happen fingers crossed something else can happen quick as Scotty Fenwick prepares to come on here for the Rebel Army I'm not sure he, who he will come on for perhaps uh, Kid Elliot who hasn't been great in this game at all as St. Pat's got on the attack but that is offside Jordan Gibson just uh, found in an offside position but um, time running out 72 minutes on the clock it's Cork City 1 St. Pat's 2 Thanks Rory we'll be back to you towards the end of the show to check in with Rory and see how Cork City are doing but we will continue the show and we will come back you heard from Glenn Boss or Richie Kelleher just before the break and of course tomorrow it is going to be Glen Rovers and Block Rock in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship at 4 o'clock I can't wait to be there um, but Black Rock looking to end an 18-year wait for some silver. Looked great against UCC with their never-die attitude the last day. And the man keeping the show on the road is manager Fergal Ryan. Fergal, last weekend, fans of hurling around the country and county were treated to an absolute thriller against UCC. Yeah, it was um, it was an unbelievable game. Um, I suppose looking back on it, I suppose you you know you've a, you've a different view when you're down on the sideline. Mm. I suppose and being be involved as um, as a selector or manager or coach or whatever you want to call me. Um, but um, you know it was it was ding dong. I think UCC probably played slightly better after looking at it again um, on TV. Um, but we hung in there. We got scores at vital times, and in the end, just had a little bit extra. Maybe that that club spirit gives you it, um, to to just get get our noses in front. So you have watched it back. I have. I, have, I watched it back that night actually, <laughs> <laughs> and to relieve the excitement. I can't imagine. You know, we were watching it inside and work, and to us it was exciting. I can't imagine what it was like for you on the sideline watching your side do so much. It it must be a crazy feeling, but it had everything. I mean, eighty minutes of hurling. The bodies haven't long to recover from that. 
No, they haven't. Um, look, we we got together on Sunday morning and went for a swim down in Fountainstown. You know, we had a light session on um, on Tuesday night and um, or sorry on Monday night, and um, we'd have a session tonight and just have a bit of a meeting then. Um, so there, there, there's not a much, there's not much ourselves or the Glen can do in that week. I suppose just try and get ourselves ready. I suppose mentally, um, physically, I think they'll they'll get ready. All right, um, if you if you give them a bit of a break from that from that encounter, I suppose. Yeah, I know a week turnaround is tough after such an intense game, but I suppose we can't do anything when they're in the current middle of a pandemic, and that's why our games are so clustered together. Yeah, look, ourselves at the won't be complaining mm-hmm. that we came through a semi-final and are, and are meeting each other in the final. So, look, it's 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 absolutely perfect. Look, we wouldn't we wouldn't like to be in a, in any other place other than in the final. So, no, we're delighted if if it was a couple of days turnaround, you take it with both hands. Um, but no, I think I think both teams will. We'll just get on with it. Um, I think that's the Glen's farm, and I think that's our farm, and and we'll see what will happen next Sunday on the day. Um, we'll come through that match. Great. I mean, the subs the last day had such a huge impact as well, Fergal. I mean, I for a lot of people, they might think you've a bit of a nightmare with selection process going to happen for the weekend. It is. Um, yeah. Um, look, it's a nice place to be in. Um, yeah. It'll just mean that our debate will be a little bit longer tonight when we sit down and discuss, you know, what will be our starting 15. Um, you know, there could be 20 odd players that you could you could start so many different combinations. Um, you know, we just got to weigh it up um, to date. I think we've got it right. Um, so hopefully we get it right next Sunday again. Um, and if we don't, I'm sure we'll have plenty of people to tell us that we got it wrong. Unfortunately, that's sport. When you're winning, you're great. When you lose, you know, mm-hmm. as well. People tend to be a little bit um, to pick the holes and that's absolutely fine as well. Yeah, next day out against the Glen. What are you expecting from them? Um well, I suppose, look, they're, they're a season side. I think this is their fifth final in seven or eight years. Um, so they're well used to um, getting to finals and playing in them. Um, so, look, I'm expecting a, an experienced an experience um, side, I suppose. Um, maybe they'll deal with things better if, you know, if we get in top, maybe they'll deal with that better. Maybe they'll get a bit of a run of us. I, I honestly don't know, but we are going out playing an experienced side. Um, in, in that, you know, that's not going to, you know, change how we're preparing or anything like that. Um, we've just got to focus on our game and um, hopefully that'll, um, that'll be enough to get us to win. And um, if it does, fantastic. If it doesn't, I don't think, um, I don't think we'll stop trying in that game anyway. So, I mean, that came true. That was very evident against UCC that they just kept, kept at it, kept at it and um, were re- rewarded for, uh, for those efforts the last day. So. Great. It's, I mean, you've had no victory since maybe 2002. It's been a long time. You'll obviously want to end that this weekend, Fergal. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we'd love to have ended it sooner, but um, that's just sport. Um, only one team can win out of all the teams that start the championship. Um, you know, um, it would be great. It's, it gives a great boost to a club, certainly to the underage section and certainly to the older older members of the club as well to see a county coming through. So we, we will be trying our best to do that. And hopefully on the day that that's what will happen. And no injury worries ahead of the game? No, um all good. Um few sore bodies now after the last day, but um no major injuries, so I think we're we're able to pick um from a full panel unless something happens in the next night or two. Well great. Um look best of luck and we're really looking forward to the game the weekend and I'll chat to you then. All right, thanks a million, Valerie. 
Thanks, Emile Fergal. Of BlackRock, that chatting to me during the week. Premier Senior Hurling Final tomorrow at 4pm. This has me, to be honest, all sorts of giddy. I can't wait to go. I hope it's going to be a great watch for everyone that's able to be there. And the reaction tomorrow night on the bench and live updates on Twitter if you can't make the game. Now, Earlier on, I mentioned that Clonakilty had a win over Finoke St. Sinans in the Monster Ladies Football quarterfinal, beating them 3-6 to 1-7. Ger McCarthy was there, and afterwards, he had a chat with Martine O'Brien. Martine O'Brien, very um, opposition, always tough opposition, always skillful opposition, but what a battle he had today with Finoke St. Sinans to get into the Monster semi-finals. Uh, yeah, look, I suppose we've had like a four-week layoff and uh, it was a bit kind of disjointed there for like, obviously after county final, you're on a high and, and, and we took a, about a week off and then coming back and like people were kind of here, there and everywhere with work, college and all that kind of stuff. So it was a bit disjointed coming into it, but um, I suppose the last kind of week or two, we've kind of got together and, and we're like, look, we kind of saw what they were about. We watched our county final and we kind of were lucky enough that we could. Um, and look, obviously Kerry opposition is probably going to be, like, they're always going to be really tough really good um, and it proved it today like Jesus they were they were like there was nothing on past them without, without you knowing about it like so um, look I don't know I think we we probably were very rusty in parts in, in the sense like we I'd say we missed about two three goals if not five to six points like you know just stuff that should be going over the bar simple things but um, look we're happy enough that we can go away and we have time to rectify that and look I know it's only a week but we're happy to be there Two very important saves from you as well. Start the second half when they were getting on top. You must be pleased with your own form. I'd say the person probably hit my foot more than anything but uh, look look my backs like I cannot say enough about it my full back line there was a 15 year old a 16 year old and a, I think Maeve's like 19 and her birthday was just yesterday but you know it's so young um, and the, the the line outside that in it isn't much much older so like the, look the girls they have in front of me and the girls up the field are just phenomenal they've put loads of work in this year and there's just a fearlessness from those girls and I think that just rubs off the whole way up um, and I just, I thought they were our, girl, our girls. There was four, five, six blocks there. I mean, you're looking for that in every game, and and sometimes you you, you don't get it with teams. But our girls are hungry for the ball, and um, I just think look, our backs were phenomenal today. Our forwards probably just missed a lot, but we still worked very hard. But look, it's a team performance again, and we'll just come back Tuesday, regroup, do a bit, and look, the lads are very good. They'll they look at what we did wrong and try to rectify it. Lovely. Martino O'Brien, congratulations again to them. Uh, Jeremy McCarthy, also club, but Ian O'Driscoll, that is Clan's coach. Let's take a listen. Ian O'Driscoll, as tough a battle as you've had uh, since becoming intermediate champions, uh, but a fantastic win for you nonetheless. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, the, the girls were superb. It was a tough, tough game. Very, very physical, very challenging. Um, but, you know, we have a couple of girls in the team that just can step it up when we need them to, and, uh, and they did. Uh, substitutions can make or break games two that came on got to go on the point near the end inspired work there from the management uh, absolutely I'm going to take abs- all credit there because uh, Kira DC who came on and scored the goal in the warm up she had scored a goal just almost identical to it and she hadn't been playing much this season and I, I was saying to the lads I said why well, isn't this girl that been on the pitch to you and, uh, and we said look this is our opportunity to get her on she went straight on and scored a cracker I just find the semi final look forward to just reward for all the work this team has put in this year uh, absolutely you know from day dot I only joined the girls this season and from the very start I said we have something here you know we've agreed the girls that just have an unbelievable amount of drive and ability and talent and just they have everything and I was saying we have something here we gotta we gotta use it you know and 
Listen to that atmosphere there. That was Eno Driscoll tashing to Jer McCarthy today. Clans win in the ladies' football Munster quarter final. Congratulations, they've reached the semi final. Now, Cove Ramblers will be looking to maintain their promotion playoff push tonight. They host Cabin Teeley going into the game on the back of last week's win over Galway United. Rory's chatting to boss Stuart Ashton. How much pressure was on you going into that Galway game, and how happy are you that you were, you're back to winning ways and back right back in the, the promotion playoff hunt? Yeah, the. You know, as you say, um, the pressure. I mean, that wasn't there wasn't the pressure on us. It was um, it was just for ourselves. That was that was the only pressure because we knew from the previous games that 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 wasn't us. Um, so from from that point of view, um, we put the pressure on ourselves um, because we knew we knew we were better than the previous games. And yes, the uh, the performance, obviously, which then got us the result, was the most important one. And you know, from the performance-wise, uh, we got back to we got back to ourselves, where we um, we were organised and we were competitive, and we got our rewards for that. So, from that point of view, we're we're obviously delighted, and obviously. The result was the perfect icing on the cake there then. And that result now keeps you right in there. You're just three points off um, fourth and fifth and Cabin Teeley coming to, to St. Cummins Park on Saturday night. Another massive game. But then I suppose they're all massive games at this point of the season. Yeah, as you're saying, uh, another massive game because for us it's the next one and you know the next four are all massive games. You know, if, if we want to be where we want to be, um, and you know, the, the teams around us are all playing one another as well, so it's it's important uh, from our point of view uh, that we have to take something out of the game, um, and obviously we're hoping we can continue, you know, with the performance uh, that we we had up in Galway. If if we perform like that, then um, we give ourselves a great chance. What have you seen of Cabin Teeley and how impressed have you been with them so far this season? Yeah, you know, with, with Cabin Teeley, you know, um, with Pat Devlin there, you know, you know what you're you're going to get. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be organised. They they'll know their jobs, their routine, so to speak. So. You know, no matter home or away, uh, with Cabin Teeley, you know you're in for a game. You know they they have uh, the big strong fellas, and they have the fellas, you know, nice blend. They've got fellas that can play. Uh, you know, so as I said already, we know we know what we're expecting, um, and we we have to be we have to be up for it and ready for it, which uh, we will be because obviously. Uh, as they say now, you know it's coming to the the business end of it, so to speak. So you know we know we know we're in and around it, and it's up to us. We have to do our own job properly, um, and if we do that, then we'll be in and around it because teams have to play one another. So points will be dropped, and hopefully we're we're not the ones dropping the points. We can keep uh, keep going and see where it takes us. And any knocks or niggles or injuries heading into the game on Saturday, show? Yeah, um, Ben. Ben is uh, the worst one. His ankle from the last one is still 
uh, very swollen and um, unlikely, if we're being honest. Um, Darryl Crowley from the Galway game, um, hamstring niggle, again, uh, a doubt as well. Uh, and John Kavner, um, a rib. So we just have to... Um, there have been various stages at training, been honest with you, without training with the group, so to speak. So we just have to we have to see where they are uh, tomorrow and then assess them then. Um, other than that, I think everyone else is okay. As, as you've said, uh, the farm the farm is is all over the place with the teams. You know, Cabo were were the team that were driving it earlier on. Uh, unfortunately for them, at the minute they're in a, a bit of a rut. Like um, you know, Galway had their little spell, got them going. We had our little spell, you know. So it's topsy turvy with with all teams. Um, so from from the form book, you know, I think at this stage that that can be ripped up. You know, as you said, there Wexford the last couple of games, um, you know. So it's the farm books out the window for me at this stage. Um, again, we've we've got to just uh, concentrate on ourselves and um, believe in what we're doing. And I think if we do that, I think we've shown in playing all the teams now um, uh, once throughout the league, some twice at this stage that we've we can we can match them and uh, compete with them. You know. Uh, and for us, we just have to get on with what we're doing, and hopefully that we're we're on our um, on our on our best performances when we play these last few games. Great, that was Rory chatting to Cove Ramblers boss Stuart Ashton as they face Cabin Teeley tonight from 7pm. Let me just check the latest scores in the Premier League. The last time I looked it was one all for Manchester City and Leeds United. It is the goal coming for Sterling for Man City and Rodrigo for Leeds. Now, I'm just a few minutes on the clock. I'd say it's probably heading to 88 or 89 minutes, um, surely, in Turner's Cross. Last time I checked, it was 2-1 to St. Pat's. We're going to go over to Turner's Cross now and get the latest from Rory. Rory, how are things? Thanks, Valerie. It's about two minutes left to go here of uh, normal time and a couple of minutes then to be added on. But it's still Cork City 1, St. Pat's 2. And not an awful lot to report on since we last spoke. But um, a better second half performance in Cork City is about all you can say about it. Well, it's a result that was needed and the City aren't going to get that result. They're not going to be rooted to the bottom of the table if things uh, stay 2-1 here. That is, uh, behind Finn Harps, they have nine points in their 13 games. Uh, one less than Finn Harps, but Finn Harps have a superior goal difference of three at the moment. So that's almost technically a two-point lead for Finn Harps and Shelburne looking uh, a bit out of sight for City now at the moment on 13 points. But City made a couple of changes. Corey Galvin has just come on there for uh, Keen Coleman. Just anything to, to try and spark... Uh, a bit of life and kind of anything for Cork City at the moment. It's just not happening and St. Pat's are comfortable and although it's only 2-1, if St. Pat's are winning 6 or 7-1, you wouldn't argue and they have had chances to go 6 <laughs> They had enough chances to go 6 or 7-1 up. They're full value for their lead here. Um, but unless something happens in the next minute and then they time it on, which uh, still has to come up from the fourth official, then it's going to be a massive result for Cork City and unfortunately not a good one, Valerie. Right, that is the latest from Turner's Cross and it is 2-1 St. Pat's and relegation looking likely for 
Um, Pats are for Cork City this evening. It's not looking great. Uh, Rory is updating us online at the Big Red Bench if you want to head over and take a look. Back to the Premier League. Let's take a look at some of today's scores. Full time early in the early game. It was Chelsea 4, Crystal Palace 0, Everton 4, Brighton 2, Leeds United 1 and Manchester City one, I told you a few moments ago that was Raheem Sterling for Man City and Rodrigo for Leeds United. And the later off game is at eight o'clock and it is Newcastle against Burnley. I'm trying to look at the screen here. I forgot my glasses. So I'm doing it with great, great difficulty. Now on tomorrow's show, it's going to be an absolute mad one because on the big red bench, Rory will be previewing the other premier senior football semi-final between Castlehaven and the Bars. He will have Castlehaven boss James McCarthy. And Bar's manager, Paul O'Keefe, throw in theirs at 7pm a parky ring. And he will also have reaction as, I'll be down in the park tomorrow for the doubleheader. I will be there first off, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning for the Senior A Hurling Championship where Charleville and Father O'Neill's go head to head. Um, it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. I know I feel very privileged to be able to get in the gate because tickets were scarce during the week. I could see it on Twitter that people were going mad that they were sold out in seconds, but that's the demand and hopefully soon we'll have more people at the game. But also, another big one at four o'clock tomorrow, the Glen Rovers and Blackrock battle out for county champions title in the Premier Senior Hurling Final. Who do you think is going to take the title home? A real traditional battle tomorrow with the two games. If you are not in there and you cannot get in with no ticket, I will be doing live updates on Twitter at the Big Red Bench because I do understand a lot of people are without a ticket and yeah, it's just a bit mad. But also tomorrow night in the show, this is something I chatted during the week. If you are a ladies footballer, I want you to listen up, okay? Who is always trying to get on the county team, who is very passionate about playing this might be for you. So during the week, I chatted to TJ Carr Underdogs manager and former Donegal footballer Kevin Cassidy about them wanting to find talented ladies footballers from the country and Cork to take part in TG Car Underdogs. I think we've all watched TG Car Underdog. It's a great story. You really get involved. You see players that have been knocking at the door for the years, trying to get into the county panel set up, and they just haven't had the opportunity. But here in Cork, I can imagine like the the players here in Cork are so unbelievable. I can imagine that the competition is absolutely stiff and fierce. So this is something that will maybe shine a light on you and your performance and you might just be put in the spotlight and maybe robbed for the county panel someday. Um, it's amazing. It might just give you the confidence and boost that you need to be picked for the county final. I, to be honest, I'm kind of nearly signing myself up at this stage. I'm wiping it so much. But if you are interested, you can listen in tomorrow night from 6pm on the bench because you'll hear Kevin Cassidy and he'll tell you how you can apply to be part of the underdogs. It's going to be great. Honest God, I can't wait. It's going to be aired in 2021 and they said that they will be doing everything COVID friendly. Stevie G is on the way next thank you so much for listening to me um, check it out Rory will have live updates of the Cork City game let me do one last look and see is time up in the game no there's still 90 minutes on the clock and there is still a 2-1 to Pat so unfortunately no win for Cork City and there has been no extra score in the Premier League it is one all for Man City and Leeds United I'll be back next Saturday on the bench from 6pm but do join Rory tomorrow night for an absolute bumper pack show of reaction from the county final it's going to be great I can't wait to be down in Parky Cueve tomorrow check it out on the Big Red Bench I'll chat to you next week bye bye The Big Red Bench
Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.